0: Hey everyone. Guess what? What?
1: You tell them, Julie.
0: <laughs> we have a we have a really fun announcement. Um we're we're launching a hotline. A hotline where you where you can call the doctors and we're calling it What what, Jeremy?
1: We're calling it the Doc Line.
0: <laughs> when you hear that Doc Line ring, that can only mean one thing. Woo! <laughs> that means the that means that you're calling with your questions and your feedback, and if you have fun questions or fun stories or anything, uh, maybe we'll put you on the show. Maybe we'll we'll take your soundbite, take your question, and answer it.
1: So, Julie, give them the number to the dock line.
0: You love it. And that dock line number is 312-380-5005. Again, 312 312- yeah, 312 for all my Chicago fans. 312 380 5005. Can't wait to hear from you.
1: Call the dock line. Hit that
0: dock line up. Boop, 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 boop,
1: boop, boop. All right, let's get on with the show.
0: <laughs> hey, guys, it's me, Julie.
1: And Jeremy. And we're still asking
0: what the hell?
1: Hey, Julie, you got a chief complaint for me today?
0: I sure do have a chief complaint for you, Jeremy. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of talk about burnout in the workplace, you know, like in social media and the media talking about, um, yeah, people kind of getting at their wit's end with their job. But what I've been hearing a lot from patients and from my own personal friends and with colleagues is sort of the flip side to that, which I think might be even more important, honestly, is sort of this concept of burnout at home. Um, so I'm really glad that we have our next guest, who's a dear friend of mine and uh, an unbelievable um, expert in this, um, Laura Danger. And it's funny because we we had sort of numerous titles of this segment that we what we blew through and couldn't really settle on one Um We threw out things like the weight of invisible labor at home. Again, yeah, domestic burnout, um, health starts at home. Whose job is this anyway? Uh, And then Laura's personal favorite, um, doing shit you didn't sign up for. (laughs) So (laughs) regardless of what you call it. Laura Danger is the expert. She is an educator, an advocate, and a certified Fair Play facilitator. She is wildly popular on social media, including TikTok and Instagram, and she uses the handle That Darn Chat. Um, and Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. We're so happy to have you. I am so excited. Yes. So excited. Thank you for having me. Ugh, this is such a treat. Um, yeah, so to get started, I mean... I think a good place to start is to ask you how did you get started? Like what what brought your interest in this idea of division of labor and fair play? Like how did you what was the spark for you, Laura?
2: Um well, like a lot of people I got on TikTok when we went into lockdown back in what was that? 2020, March mm-hmm. 2020. And once I logged on, uh I was doing a bunch of weird content. I was like Learning the WAP dance and uh, <laughs> doing like sound trends. Um, I recently revisited the first video I ever did, which was literally me like looking up how to do the WAP on YouTube and then like dropping and twerking. It's horrible, it's horrible.
1: <laughs> I feel like we just got and, another episode idea,
2: yeah, uh, all video, <laughs> the workout. <laughs> Um, And once I started doing that, I, like, slowly started gaining followers and um, talking about teaching and social justice issues. And as I did that, like, I would talk about my family and things that were happening in my life. And finally, one day, I made a video where I saw a friend of a friend who was like, oh, my God. Uh my husband is the best husband ever. He gave me 30 minutes to go to the gym and it's a it's a picture of him holding an infant. Infant in one hand, phone in the other hand and he's scowling at her. And she's like f- fluffing this guy up. She she's what so What a great happy husband. Thank you so much. Yeah. Mm. And it was the shortest TikTok ever. I was just like if I see one more woman can just uh like Pretending like her husband is the best thing ever. I'm gonna flip a table, and <laughs> it went it went super viral. It was like my first video where I had like a hundred thousand views, and everyone in the comment was like, "No more mediocre. Ah, the bar is on the floor." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and there's an audience for this, yeah. Yes, and you can do this like TikTok thread thing where you can respond with a video to someone's comment. And so I would just, like, go video to video, and each one was getting, like, 100,000, 50,000. And overnight, I went from, like, a 1,000 followers to, like, 15,000 followers, and then 30,000 followers. And I was, like, doing dances and talking about how, like, is, is your partner great, or are they just doing the dishes once a week? Right. Are they great, or are they being a, par- a parent to yeah. your children?
0: Are they doing the absolute um, bare minimum? Are they doing one-tenth yeah.
2: of what you're doing? Yeah. Right. And so I didn't even realize, um, you know, I saw, I saw elements of this in my own partnership and had been working on it with my husband for a long time. And I see elements of it in my friends and in mm-hmm. social media. But I didn't realize how big of a problem was. And I really put my finger on something that was much bigger than me. It was very exciting.
0: That's a really great way of, of explaining it and putting into context. And I will say it it was great as your friend and as someone who is a voracious consumer of your content to see how meteoric your rise was and how cool it is to be like, I know her, she's my friend. And this is, and your, your message is so amazing and your content is so um, funny and relatable. And, and it, and it comes from the background of an educator, um, So I I wanted to kind of ask you, like, you know, in your intro, it kind of said that you're a fair play facilitator. So explain to me what that means and explain to all of us what that means, um, you know, in in the context of what you're, you know, what you're trying to um, to teach people, you know, through social media.
2: Um, Well, my background is in education. I taught elementary school for the last 10 to 12 years in different facets. Um. But within the last year, I have been trained in this system. It's the system that my husband and I use. It's called the Fair Play System, written by Eve Rodsky, who has a background from Harvard and organizational management. So it's basically taking the structures that you would implement at work and breaking them down into implementation at home. So, you know, we spend all this time in executive functioning at work and scheduling and, and being incredibly explicit about who does what. And then we go home and it's like, okay, let's just default to one person mm-hmm. managing without the payoff and without, you know, it's 2022. Most millennials say, m- uh, most millennials say they believe in equality at home and at work. And mm-hmm. then they come home and disproportionately, when you consider cis-hat relationships, women are carrying the mental load. They're doing two to three times as much Unpaid labor at home, despite seventy percent of all couples, uh, all women are working for a paycheck. Like something's not adding up. Yeah, absolutely. So fair play. I do workshops. I coach. Um, I coach people individually and in couples. Um, and basically, you know, it's a system. I'm not selling anything. It's not an MLM. It's really just tools (laughs) for communication. Um, And it worked for me for two years. And I was preaching it, preaching it, preaching it online because it worked. And uh, now I work closely with the author and they have me trained and I'm giving the information out for free online. And I'm doing these workshops uh, if you want some intimate coaching.
1: I thought it was really interesting. I watched. You sent me a YouTube video to watch as kind of an introduction to this because I I was not familiar with the Fair Play method before you and I had been connected, and so I I watched this video, and in it you spend some time kind of talking about tasks, right? And 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 there's tasks at home, and we all know what they are, and how each task actually has, you know, components to it, right? Three components to it, more than just actually executing the task, which I think as a man we are very good at thinking we help by executing. And I can, (laughs) I can certainly relate to that. And, and the concept of understanding that actually the thought processes going on behind the tasks, even prepping for the tasks. So you use dishes in the one that I watched and you talked about like making sure we had enough soap or like, do we have sponges or what is Mm -hmm. even the goal of the dishes? Like, what are we doing here? And so, you know, I think you've already said it, I think on this podcast but but the the mental load is more than just executing the task and I think that was yeah. a huge eye-opener for me and it it also made me think about do you ever see the movie The Breakup it was a long time ago yeah. right? yes yeah. and so there's that scene where he, the dishes scene that is just so great, where, where Jennifer Aniston says to you know, Vince Vaughn, he's like, you do the dishes. And he says, I'm never going to want to do the dishes. And she's like, I just want you to want to do the dishes. I don't need you to do the dishes. And it's like every, it just kind of like summarizes it in, in three sentences. It's like, I don't, I don't need you to physically do the task. I want you to be thinking about the tasks and doing them and acknowledging them.
0: Can we all agree that Vince Vaughn has probably never done dishes in his entire life?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> never. Well, now we're going to get called out
1: on our first episode by Vince Vaughn. I guess right. I guess no press is bad press.
2: Laura can take him. It's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'll put him in his place. That's Dean. We actually, when we went through the training, so my husband is a fair play facilitator as well. Um, and And I'm hoping that one day we can do like a retreat where he and I yeah. can hang out with other couples because it's easier to hear it from someone who's not your partner. And I'm not, I'm not a revolutionary. I'm really not. I'm just saying the the same things we've all been thinking, and I'm I'm sharing this system that works, and it's amazing, right? You watched an 11 minute video, and I love that you're saying like, "Wow, okay, something just clicked for me," because that's how it felt for me. And so many women, um, Julie, have you read it? Have you read Fair Play? I haven't finished it, but yes, I, yes. I'm so, i almost done. <laughs> it yeah, I mean you don't have to read the book. Um but I have this memory of I was driving home. I had probably a I was like pregnant or had just had my second kid and I was driving home from my job. Both my husband and I both work full time. Um I recently stepped away due to childcare through a pandemic. But um So I'm driving home and I'm listening to Eve read her story and she's going through and she's talking about all of the aspects of a task and she's like, okay, so uh, so signing up for summer camps, it's researching, setting alarms, uh, checking the budget, it's checking that your kids' friends are going to be there the same week, it's um, talking about values and what matters. Are you going to do sports? Are you going to do, you know, checking how you feel about gender equality? Like what values do you want to instill in your kid? And she's talking about all of this. And I started just weeping. Yeah. And I was like, I did not even know how much I was carrying. And I have a partner who supports me and is a feminist. He's got his little button raising tiny feminists. Mm-hmm. And he wants equality. And we both want that so bad. But I had no idea what was on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I think when people hear me talking about it online, or like, you know, Julie, you've known me for a long time. I, it's not like we sat in my backyard and talked about these things. No. But once we did start talking about it, it's like, oh, my God, we're all being crushed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you made a good point,
0: too, before, Laura. Like, yeah, it's easier to not hear it for, or to hear it from someone who isn't your partner. Because what is it called when you hear it from your partner? It's called nagging. Uh, nagging. Yeah. Which is the grossest term um and it's so hard to unlearn that because calling it nagging and calling it like ugh you know you need my help with the chores is like yeah. the language oh. that we use is is so perpetuating to keep kind of keep things the way that they are um and i love the approach that you take Laura and and specifically i love the the grace in which you <laughs> sort of shut down trolls <laughs> Or, you know, not as I mean, I don't I mean, there's certainly TikTok is full of trolls and Instagram is full of trolls. But I think there are people that are kind of just the loud opposition or just don't understand, you know, what you're what you're trying to get at or are just, you know, are getting defensive because they don't like the concept of of having to make these changes or having them shown in front of their face. But I I really I really appreciate the the gracefulness and the tact and the 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 core teacher educator in you when you respond to to those loud um, oppositionist type folks online. And I just, I wonder what goes through your head when someone comments, someone's being shitty in your comment section. Um, what, how does, how do you, how do you process that? Because I am not okay with that. <laughs> I, I have such a hard time with, with negative feedback. It It is so dysregulating for me. Um, and it's so hard for me not to take it personally and, and, and not take it to heart and feel awful. Um, but I, I just, I really admire how well you are able to sort of take the comment, spin it around and then use it as a teaching moment for not only that person, but then everybody else. And it's just lovely. And I would love to hear
2: kind of like, how you how you're able to do that. Um, I think it comes down to like, constantly focusing on the end goal. Um, Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it around right now. So Jeremy, you said that, you know, you had this like light bulb moment. And as uh, a person who has two children like realizing that you do a lot of execution and i'm wondering i'm going to call you out and make you uh i'm i'm becoming this subject i'm I'm the subject of this podcast
1: now
0: (laughs) Speed up,
2: (laughs) (laughs) and i'm wondering like in your head or maybe you're thinking back in your partnership have you ever had like a comeback when someone's like you're not helping enough i'm i'm maybe i'm projecting a little bit because i get these comments a lot in my comment section but like if you haven't seen my comment section, can you imagine some of the comments I get?
1: No, I can definitely imagine and I haven't I actually haven't seen your comment section. But no, I can uh watching your YouTube did was not like an epiphany for me as much as it put mm-hmm. it into words that I think I hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, every every relationship is different and, my, and and my wife and I have certainly had conversations like this and have talked about it um you know, in the past and I and and she'll use words like she she's talked to me about all the things that she's thinking about when she's walking around the house, right? And all the mental load that goes into to, to that. And and I think, at least in my own personal experience, and I can't speak for every man in the relationship or, or any spouse in a relationship, but I just don't think I had the I, I don't think I related to that in any way. Because I'm thinking of things, but I'm not thinking of them the way she's thinking of them. And so yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, the comebacks that I can imagine, the ones that I have felt the most is when, when you're approached and said, you know, I need you to help more, or this is, this is make my life is too hard right now and, and you're not doing enough. And maybe those aren't the words that are being said, but maybe that's the tone that's being used or whatnot is obviously initial defensiveness, especially I, what I try to always portray in those conversations is like, you have to remember that my intent is to do well. Like I, I am a support, mm-hmm. I am a supportive spouse and I am always intending to make everything go well. better. Like I'm yeah. trying to do the right stuff. I'm just not probably fully educated or completely understanding on where the load is that I can make a huge difference. But my intent yeah. is good. Right. And I think that there are some people who don't have good intent and I don't think that's the, this conversation. I think these are people who have good intent yeah. who have no idea where the blind spots are. Like I'm doing everything I need to do. Like I do this and I do that and I do this and I do that and I do this and I do that. And you're like, I clearly, I do all the things. Like I'm doing the stuff. And so obviously that's the execution stuff you were talking about, Laura. But even when you feel like you are trying to get ahead of the, um, I'm thinking ahead stuff. Sometimes it just doesn't feel like you can do it as well (laughs) or, 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 or whatnot. It's just not, you're not trained as well at it. Um, and then one of the things, I remember there was a, a time, and, and, and um, I, I, I made a rule in my house at one point, and I don't know if we still use this house or this rule, but the rule was, you're not allowed to criticize unless you also compliment. <laughs> I, okay, it was, fair. Ba- it was basically like, you're allowed to give me constructive feedback on what I need to do better, but you also need to sometimes point out when I'm doing things well because if i'm yeah. only mm-hmm. hearing the constructive side of things it makes it feel like i'm never actually doing things well but the 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 problem with that just hearing myself say it is <laughs> it doesn't happen the other way or maybe yeah. it, maybe mm-hmm. it, maybe mm-hmm. maybe it maybe it does but she never asked for that rule right right <laughs> so i had to right. physically right. ask for it as the man but but she you know what i'm saying so anyway
0: and what yeah what i'm hearing jeremy is what i hear in my own household too and i think what what probably what Laura's about to say too so I don't want to step on it too much of just like I just don't see it I don't see it the same way you do yeah. I you know and and you can't yeah of course you're not gonna be mad at somebody for, for that it's kind of like I can't be a mind reader it's like of course you can't be a mind reader but you know it, it sounds like and again I'm not gonna step on you know because Laura is the expert here but like the point of fair play is to make it so no one has to be a mind reader it's to be explicit about the implicit. Is that does that sound about right, Laura? I'm assuming
1: that your comments, Laura, have a lot more profanity than what we just put out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. No, I I very rarely, I very rarely get pushback because I think um I appreciate the compliments, Julie. I'm really intentional about I always come with research. I Mm -hmm. always come with facts and I'm not trying to shame anyone. And the difference is if you feel shame about it, that's not anyone's fault. It's okay to have a little bit of guilt mm-hmm. and a little bit of shame because it it helps you to improve right, but I'm never here to be like, you're bad yeah. um it's it's yeah, it's very much like, okay, you're telling me that, but I do all these things, I change the oil, I take care of the bills, I do this, this, and this and that is a contribution or I often get like, okay, but I make her life. Like I pay for everything. I'm a provider. Yeah. And I, again, I always come with my receipts. 70% of women work in America. Many mm-hmm. single parents work. Um, The majority of households are headed by women, you know, like th- this day and age, you just can't use that as an excuse. And especially because we're, we're marrying for love. Um, You know, a job is replaceable. The patriarchy and capitalism tells you what your worth is. And it's, it's bullshit. Um, if you want to be a paycheck and you want to enter into a partnership as a paycheck and have your partner make the rest of your life for you, fine, but be consenting to it, like be mm-hmm. upfront. Mm-hmm. And I'm never trying to be like, you're bad. I'm just trying to use it as a tool, like you said. And I'm going to call you out. I'm going to make this hard for you real quick. (laughs) We fall into this trap of support partner and default partner. And so even when I, I didn't have the words until the last couple of years for when my husband would say, I'm trying to support you. I'm trying to show up for you. Like, why is it never enough? And that was what killed me. I was like, you're not supporting me. I don't support you. I'm not like showing up at home and being like, how can I support you today? Can you give me a list and tell me what to do? Mm -hmm. Um, So implementing fair play, like Julie said, is sitting down and it can take a long time, right? We enter into partnerships because for longevity, we sit down, let's have an explicit conversation. The dishes are because our household needs to be functional. We need to have the cups for the kids to go to school. We need to have this is this is our functionality. And you agree, and then you hand it off. And like what's so nice about it, my husband is the teacher contact. I don't do teacher contact. So uh, Sunday night at 10 p.m., we got an email from our principal that said that there was a spirit week this week. And he was the one who panicked. And I was like, you tell me, and I'll help you pull the the gear out from the drawers in the morning. But I didn't even open the email. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's not my thing and he knows what needs to be done for it. And maybe when they get older, I'll take that, that task or that card. But it's like, okay, now we both, we spent 20 minutes talking through what teacher contact means and now it's off. Now I don't ever have to think about it. Right. And he knows what to do and I'm not going to nag him.
1: What has that done for you, Laura, in terms of your own load and ability to handle your life?
2: It Well, first of all, it builds trust. I just like it's trust that I'm not going to blow up at him and it's trust that he's going to follow through because there's always this. It feels like a dynamic I see a lot is like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to step in and help you step in and help you. But it never gets off of the default partner's plate. They're always managing it because if if the helper drops the ball. It it falls to the default, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I didn't get to it. I'm so sorry, and it's that like it, that default responsibility remains. I have room. I feel like I can look forward to taking opportunities in my career. I feel I just took a trip by myself to the Grand Canyon for four or five days. Yeah, awesome. like I get the same. I get the same room in my life to hope and dream and feel light and go out and spend an afternoon with my friend on a bitchy walk and like (laughs) the best uh, the same way that he gets to do that and i'm not mad at him about it yeah it's like we both are afforded the same space
0: yeah yeah because if you don't have these conversations with your partner and and you're not explicit about the division of labor then all you're going to have is resentment and then if you pile up too much resentment for a long time what do you get you get discord, you get divorce, you get uh, violence. You get, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think uh, Laura, you and I had talked about for a while. So, you know, my husband and I don't have children. We're not planning on having children. Um, I think that the fair play method is just as applicable to partners without children as it is with children. I mean, I think that there are a lot more things on, (laughs) on your guys's plates. Um, but (laughs) I I thought it would be such a helpful thing for like pre-marriage counseling. I mean, I thought I mean, like if there could be a Laura Danger with every um, wedding planner, (laughs) I think our divorce rates would plummet. You know, if people learned this method before they entered into uh, a legal contract binding them together, um, I think people would be so much happier there I mean I think that their their relationships would not be fraught with resentment um as they as they're sort of set up to be and I think I think the way that you put it Laura is so helpful is it's not I'm trying to like tell somebody that they're wrong it's just that we're all products of the same system right like like and and I love the way that you talk about you know if a man is just a paycheck a paycheck is replaceable Mm
2: -hmm. you know like
0: we entered into partnerships because we love that human being for who they are and and it sucks when when the, the the tasks and the load becomes more becomes heavier than the relationship and the love of the relationship makes it light so yeah. i love that you've helped us to understand that there are better and easier ways of doing this
2: there are it doesn't have to be this way <laughs>
1: So, Laura, I have I have a question. Um, you know, a lot, I think a lot of the conversation at this point has rego- uh, revolved around the fact, and 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 probably stats would back this up, that that women clearly are probably filling that default role a heck of a lot more than men are, at least in a hetero relationship. Are there times where you find that the man actually does fill that default role?
2: Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I I actually have a lot of stay at home dads, or even. Um, you know, depending on on a work situation, this often kind of follows that. But I have a lot of men who follow me who say, um, not only are they carrying more of the mental load at home, but uh, even when there's imbalance at home, they're being defaulted on certain things that maybe they didn't mean to be defaulted on. Um, I think the research, like you said, there's a lot of data backing this up, but I think the research shows that there are. Like we fall into these um, dynamics a lot where we just expect certain roles to go to certain people. Um, and what I really love about this is sometimes those things are invisible, like paying the bills. Like if one person took the bills or the insurance or um, managing all of your automobiles, it it's a heavy job and it's something that you have to continuously monitor and it's very important to your family being healthy and getting to work and all of those things. Um, So when you talk about fair play, you're making invisible labor visible, not just for one person, but for everybody. Um, So if if anybody at home has ever felt like, okay, I'm doing all of this stuff and you're not seeing it, like no matter who you are, this is such a good way to bring that forward. Because like you said, like default happens no matter what. It happens at work. It happens with teenage kids. It happens. So, there's got to be a way to get out from underneath it.
1: Yeah, I love the way you phrased that because I feel like there are probably relationships, and I'm thinking maybe even mine a little bit, where like default maybe actually is transient. There may be certain mm-hmm. areas of life where actually the default is the other person. Um, and the goal mm-hmm. is probably actually to get that as fair as possible, right? To, to have everything.
2: Exactly. Right?
1: But it, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent and zero percent, right? It's not everybody's entering in with one person's a hundred percent, the default and every one you know, zero percent, the, the support. Have you noticed, so, you know, we're, well, our listeners are going to be coming on talking, you know, looking for medical conversations. And obviously we just went through and they're still, I guess, finishing up here or hopefully finishing up a pandemic. Right. And one of the mm-hmm. things that we know that happened through here was that there was a lot of isolation
2: mm-hmm. and a
1: lot of lack of, um, you know, uh, um, Contact between people. And I think that has led to a lot of mental illness, which has been well published and such. Have you noticed a change in the people that you talk to or the amount of people coming to you over the past couple of years in terms of that? That has, you know, obviously you've you've implemented this the same way because you're doing the coaching, but like what have you noticed just in people in general over the past couple of years?
2: Well, we know 3 million women have left the workforce. Surveys say that the majority of those will. Plan to return, but some of them will not. Um, and one survey from 2021 said that women, specifically, the burden of childcare and and domestic care, shot up 153% during the pandemic. And mind you, there is data that shows that men in and I keep talking in these like heteronormative uh, ways, but this happens in queer partnerships too. There is often this dynamic of the default um, and the support partner, but it's it's been devastating. There, there's the lowest amount of women in the workplace right now um, since the 80s. It's it's been absolutely devastating to the progress that we've made. Um and it's directly related to domestic labor. And I truly believe that, and and anyone with small children knows that without childcare and without domestic labor, we have nothing the unpaid labor of the the support partner, or I'm sorry, the default partner at home is keeping us together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, men say that uh, more men say that they find fulfillment at work and a lot of women say they find fulfillment at work, but it's, it's like being productive and feeling like you can check something off. There's a reward. Um, so I, I think that there's been like this seismic shift socially where all of us, no matter what gender you are, whatever, feel like something changed mm-hmm. with our purpose in life and our priorities and how we want to be treated at work and in life. Mm-hmm. And I I think domestic labor and childcare and being home has changed that. So... I mean, I know I'm not. I'm. You're being so nice that I am wildly popular. I'm pretty popular, but I do hope that I can at least like send ripples of this messaging out. That like domestic labor is labor. Period. Mm-hmm. Mental load is heavy, mm-hmm. and you don't have to carry it alone.
1: That's really good. Maybe you can give our listeners maybe like some just. Quick hitters, right? Like what what are some things that, that people who are interested in this can do or what would, what, what would be your take-home message maybe for the people who are listening right now?
2: Um, explicit conversations around what it takes at home and communicating that clearly isn't too much work because you're yeah. already communicating in a negative way afterward when you boil over, when you snap, when you bark at your partner – Talk about it up front. Try to find a time when you are are feeling um, low anxiety, low emotion, and high cognition, like on a Saturday over breakfast or something Mm -hmm. like that. And try to tackle each task one at a time. And we call it the CPE, which is the conception, monitoring that your family has a need, the planning which is where you consider the needs of your family and you consult all the stakeholders and then the execution, which is following through. So if you are feeling like you're carrying the majority of the mental load or you see your partner carrying the majority, start with one task and take the entire CPE, Mm -hmm. just one, just dishes or just laundry or teacher contact and one shift and seeing it for all it, it contains is just like life altering. Yeah. I think if, yeah, because if you don't break
0: it down into the, the, the building blocks, you know, uh, it, it the concepts can feel too big or they feel too emotional because it if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're the partner, if you're the default partner and you feel burnt out because you're doing everything, you know, y- there's when you just say like I just need you to do more just do more I'm I'm drowning (laughs) and then if you're the support partner and you're like I don't know what that means what I feel like I do some that's not good enough like I mean I'm sure that that that's a there's no way that that's not an argument or or even an internal argument inside someone's head that they've had in a in a relationship I mean like I I defy people to say that that hasn't happened and if they You know, if if that hasn't happened to them, then they're probably (laughs) Evrodsky.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And she says, you know, she came to it because it happened to her. Yeah. So it's like the quiet it's the quiet relationship killer that no one's talking about because we all think we're woke and we're all into equality. We don't want to talk about this like embarrassing and uncomfortable thing. Right. And I think that
0: there's also like, you know, like the perfect Instagram filter of relationships, too, of like of the oh, projection yeah. of having a perfect relationship and having being the perfect mother or the perfect father or the perfect partner and showing that in these beautiful filtered images. And I really love and I think what's so refreshing about what you offer, Laura, is is it's so much more fun and more relatable to talk about the real shit that's happening to people. Oh, yeah. Um. And to sort of, and I think I, I think it's so cool that the way that you presented it to social media was to break down <laughs> people's bullshit insta filtered life, and you're like, wait a second, yeah. are you, is this a cry for help? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I think you answered it, Laura. I think you're answering yeah, yeah, the cry for help that we've all been silently <laughs> screaming inside our own brains. So thank yeah. you so yeah. much for doing that.
1: This is and- this is great, Laura. Can you? tell people how to maybe find the fair play method and then also how to find you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So you can find the book audio book and there's a set of cards that come with it, but don't get the cards yet. Read the book first. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's called fair play. And then you can find me at that darn chat.com or all the good stuff is on TikTok. Mm -hmm. I put some of it, um, the real like, the heavy hitters i I move them over to Instagram, but my handle is that darn chat on everything um and if you're interested in talking to me about it, um I'm available at that darn chat at gmail dot com and uh I can help hopefully absolutely.
1: Well, this this has been really fun for me. I uh, I was happy to be the subject of this one. I, I look for, I look forward to after we end this and we continue the conversation. But no, this is this was awesome. I hope people got stuff out of this. Um, and and ultimately, I think we'll continue this conversation. I I have to imagine this will not be the last time Laura will be on our podcast. Um, so thanks I for taking the time. Yeah, I would love it too. Thank you. All right. What the, what the hell?
0: What the hell?
1: amazing music is credited to skill cell with pixabay licensure what the health podcast is meant for educational and entertainment purposes only the contents of this podcast should not be taken as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others please consult a medical professional for any medical issues that you may be having the contents of this podcast are the opinions of the hosts only and do not reflect the opinions of their employers or affiliations This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. Under no circumstances shall Dr. Julie Bruni or Dr. Jeremy Allen or any guests to the podcast be responsible for damages arising from use of the podcast.